Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Tim and Joel Call It in the Ring. It's Sunday afternoon, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the wrestling, some of the wrestling that we all watched, right? That we all watched with a lot of focus, a lot of detail. Did you did you watch all the all the wrestling, Joel Pearl? I watch all the wrestling all the time, Tim. It's basically all I got in my life. See, now I thought I did. I thought I did, but then realized, oh, I didn't. (laughs) What did you realize you missed? Uh, Dynamite, which I had to watch the entirety of this morning very quickly. (laughs) Really? How did you miss Dynamite? I don't know. I I just had it in my head that I did see it, and I didn't, which is baffling. Um, And then... My God, you look positively liquid today. Um, yeah, it's saying my connection's messed up. I disagree, I but know. apparently... I, I blame the internet overlords that uh, Canada is held captive by. Um, and then I don't think I saw the first 30 minutes of SmackDown, <laughs> which apparently were the good bits. You're really batting a thousand on this game. I know. I thought I had it. I, I watched Dark Side of the Ring, my first full episode, and I think in my head that was it. I, I watched all the wrestling this week. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, <laughs> you know, know what? I, normally I'd say something like, we're going to watch all the wrestling for you, but you're apparently not going to watch it yourself. So in the meantime, nah. uh, hit us with a thumbs up on this video. Why not? Leave us a comment if you are enjoying what you're hearing. It uh, helps us get a little bit closer into that that algorithm. Gets you into talking on YouTube. And you can subscribe to us here at TimAndJoelPod.com. It's free, I promise you. And it's always fun because we get to talk about that wrestling. And we have a Discord server. Yes, it's free. There's a link in the video description. Come and join us. We talk during the shows. We talk during the yeah. days. We talk sports are back. So people are talking about football. I admittedly not a huge football fan, but it's there. If you want to talk about football, talk about football. Do it. Do I'll, it. I'll, I'll join uh, in like the the, the playoffs. <laughs> what, are, what are we at now? I, not Not the playoffs. Oh, okay. Well, I tried. Thank you. I, I try to look better for all of y'all. Less liquid, more solid. Yes, I am good, trying uh, to look more solid. Good, good state of matter you're in now. Thank you. All right. So we have so much happening. Mm. We have so much. I mean, listen, we're 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 less than a week away. We're a few days away from uh, from Arthur Ashe. We're God. I'm gonna have to sit in that stadium for seven hours. That's so long. That's so. But, at least you're getting your money's worth. How much your tickets, Joel? So I ended up getting my tickets last night, myself and a friend that I'm going with and, and hanging out with through the week or through the, the days that I'm there. Uh, I got tickets in the lower bowl 100 section. I paid $68 per ticket. That is very good for seven hours of wrestling content. <laughs> yes, especially because other tickets for resale in that area are going over 100 bucks. Still, I was over a hundred bucks is still pretty good for seven hours of wrestling, including some of the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> That's true, and we're gonna we're gonna go down the card. We're gonna talk about Dynamite from this past week. We're gonna talk about Rampage from the other night. We're gonna we we, we gotta we gotta do the the SmackDown rundown real quick, and we will because honestly, SmackDown was largely inconsequential, but it had a few beats that I found interesting yeah. and I think are worth talking about. Um, but yeah, going to that show, it's gonna be. Two hours of Rampage, they announced. They're doing a two-hour Dynamite, obviously. Dark Elevation's going to have to be taped. Probably an hour's worth of matches. They'll run... Since it's Dark Elevation and they have an hour, they'll do, like, 23 matches, and that's fine. Uh, But it'll be a five-hour taping, like, plus all the production time. That's so much. 
It's crazy, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see bu- a lot of people. Just budget for snacks, unless unless wait, New York State has laws that allow you to bring in outside food, like Saint oh, Ontario yeah. does. But it is America, so I really have to look that up. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I can bring stuff into the to the. I doubt uh, it. It's America, baby. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna take your money. Oh, they are gonna take my money, but it's New York. It's better than Vegas, right? It is. It's gotta well, be. Yeah, it is better than Vegas. Less grifty. In Vegas, but it's I don't ba- know. New York, land of the grift. So many grifters, great grifters out of New York. It's true, but you got to remember, in Vegas, that stadium would let you bring in anything as long as it was in a clear plastic bag. Oh, anything. So anything, anything. as long as it's in clear. So if so, I want to bring my my pound of meth, I can bring it in a big clear plastic bag. Listen, man, as long as you don't. Take it in a black bag or any color, plastic, whatever. As long as it's clear, you're in the clear. When when I when I listened to uh, We Watch Wrestling podcast, and th- when they were going to WrestleMania 35, and that was at MetLife Stadium in Jersey, in New York, whatever, uh, they had a whole runaround where they literally called the venue and asked them, can I make a masticcioli, which is an Italian pasta dish, put it in a clear plastic bag and bring it to the venue. The venue was like, yeah, as long as it's in a clear plastic bag, I don't care. <laughs> they didn't do it. They didn't do it, but it's become the gimmick now. It's every time, it's if there's a clear plastic bla- if clear plastic bag, easy for me to say. Masticcioli goes in the bag, that's, bring it into the venue. That's so funny. There was like, there is a, a, a radio station here in Toronto that was doing just a, a, a shtick about it when they went to the Jays games. They just see what they could bring. They had like a whole rotisserie chicken was the step one. Then they did like an entire charcuterie board and stuff. It was yes. Just, it was so funny. Didn't someone do like a full Thanksgiving spread yeah, too? I, I would not turkey. That's so good. I would do it. <laughs> It's harder now because what with the COVID and all, but you know, I think it'd be fun. You just gather everyone around, you know, in the upper decks. Tickets are still absurdly expensive though, so I ain't going to any Jays games. You ain't worth that much. I mean, they're above five. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Well, yeah, let's talk about wrestling. (laughs) Do I want to go to a Jays game? Probably. Will I go this year? No, no, tickets are stupid price. Screw SmackDown. Let's talk yeah. about SmackDown. We're, we're literally everyone's just like, f- forget baseball. I hate baseball. No, no, no. Speaking yeah. of. OK, so we've taken seven minutes to get to the wrestling content. Your yes. first note says Roman takes seven minutes to talk. So this yes. all ties in to how long it takes Roman to walk to the ring. And I love every minute of it, much like I'm sure our audience loved every minute of that conversation that had nothing to do with wrestling. Right. So we are the announcers. We are the Michael Cole, Pat McAfee to the Roman walking down to the ring. With I'm the, the Pat McAfee, right? I'm the yeah. Pat McAfee yes. in this duo. Yeah, you're, you're much funnier than I am. Uh, much more talented than I am. So uh, a, lot, a lot of Roman versus Brock talk during the promo, which yeah. I find interesting for two reasons. One, it just breezes right past that demon match. Yeah. And the yep. other one. He's not really even important. <laughs> Not even a thing. And the other one is they're not telling you where that match is taking place. It's SmackDown, baby. Physically. They ain't telling you that that match is happening in Saudi Arabia. Brock versus Roman. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not Friday, but. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm saying like they haven't. On TV, they are not going to mention Saudi until maybe the week before or on TV. I was like, they announced it on Twitter, did they not? They announced a match. I don't know if it is. Oh, I'm pretty sure it says it. Crown you. Jewel. Tell your friends. Yay. Sports and things. See, because we talk about sports and things. That's Mostly true. wrestling. Mostly wrestling. But sometimes we dip into the Jays and start feeling sad again. But no, 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 not now. Big E comes out. Ah. And he's he's apparently on, on both 
brands until the draft split or until the draft. Yeah, I don't. Whatever. I was very confused. More so because this whole thing started with people saying, you know, oh, now that Big E won the WWE Championship, he's going to be on Raw exclusively. And other people were like, no, but he's a SmackDown star. What are we doing? Well, apparently the answer to the question, which brand will he be on? is yes yes you're stupid it's like i don't like that it's dumb like just the brand split is so stupid there are too many oh my god whatever (laughs) their their roster is too huge not to do it so i don't like i don't have a solution here i'm just complaining it is it is very very funny uh because like someone someone said well he's a smackdown superstar yeah he cashed in the money in the bank that already has a whole clear explanation to it that like in kayfabe there are rules that govern that sometimes (laughs) but at least they that makes sense but that would then make him a raw superstar for which i believe there is already precedent like there have been other branded superstars who won the the cross brand championship and then they just stayed on that show but i guess Big E gets special treatment I think the idea is just going to be the draft is in what three weeks. Yeah, just and get I, through it. I think that's it. They're just they're so close to the draft that they're just they all all bets are off. They're just going to yeah. do whatever they want for the next few weeks, and then they'll do the draft. And and they're running uh, they're running Bloodline versus uh, New Day on Raw, and and the reason for that is just because Drew is going to the UK doing the UK tour. So Roman's going to take the heavy lifting on Raw. That makes sense. I don't love they're doing it now, but also I wasn't going to expect them to do that at Survivor Series. Uh, Everyone was clamoring for it. I I guess. See, that's the I I wasn't. I'm indifferent to it. It sounds like it'll be a good match, so I don't have a problem with it. I just don't. I've seen so many. I've seen enough six man tag matches that I can just like end and seeing them for the rest of my life but that's fine oh but trios tags everyone wants the well and then there's a championship there's a championship then that gives it some you know value and you can create trio stables which i'm fine with but i like no more in WWE. You, you've got else. you've got you've got roman and his two peons <laughs> like that's not i don't know so uh valor comes out they crash to break they come back they do biggie and finn balor versus the usos First of all, why is this a thing? I'm very confused. Second of all, we've already announced Usos and Street Profits at Extreme Rules, and this Big E and Finn match versus the Usos is a championship contender series match. Wait, what? Yeah. Bloody why? So Big E and Finn Balor got themselves a tag title shot, and Street Profits also got a tag. It's very convoluted, and I don't know what they're trying to set up here. Unless something they're going to do something Biggie not good. Finn. <laughs> Biggie and Finn and Saudi? We're going to do champ champ? Biggie with... No, no, no. They'll keep it, but... No, you know what they'll do? They'll do Biggie and Finn versus the Usos at draft down. uh, The SmackDown draft. And then the losing team or the losing person from a team will get drafted to Raw. And that it'll be Biggie. So Finn Finn will take the pin, lose to the Usos, and then Finn... Sorry, Biggie gets drafted to Raw officially. Wait, do they have to... Yeah, they have to like formally draft the champions even though one of the titles is freaking blue right i I guess i mean listen you can always put a red coat of paint on that uh that you know blue universal yeah what because what what happened at one point they were blue and red right like what happened to that no no it it was always red it was always because when the draft split happened in 2016 it was the wwe championship and it was dean ambrose and it went over to smackdown that stayed the black belt the black uh, strap belt and then they introduced the Universal Championship at the Survi- sorry, SummerSlam that year. 
And that Wait, was isn't the this red the title second? that everyone shat on. This is the second brand split, though, isn't it? This is the second one, but this is the first time where they've done okay. the, the red strap the was titles. the raw universal. You're, you're right. Before it was like, yeah, the WWE and the, the heavy, became, world heavyweight before. It okay, became yeah. blue when, uh, what's his face, when Bray Wyatt had won it and then he turned the thing blue. He introduced the blue, the blue universal championship belt. What a strange. Okay. All right. Anyway, as uh, as people run to the exits as we discuss the history <laughs> of the Blue Universal title, I do want to point out, I did find it interesting, Big E mentions the Survivor Series match between champions. So that's yeah. coming back. I was like, wow, that's some early setup. Yes. I, and again, I just, I don't understand why Big E and Finn were a team, why they did it. It, it made no sense. I, I guess just because Big E's a champion and Finn is a challenger, but all eyes are on Brock. It was very, it's convoluted. And this always happens when they go back to running a Saudi show. Saudi yeah. has its own little universe and it's always in the middle of a pay-per-view. I don't get why they do this themselves. Yeah. I'm just assuming that, you know, the people responsible for footing the bill for this nonsense in Saudi Arabia have their little like dork fandoms that they want to set up. So they're partially booking. This is my guess, right? Like they just want to see something happen. So they're anyway, all you have and to do WWE is, is more than happy to <laughs> No, But all you have to do is treat it like one of the shows that they used to do in the UK back in the day where they would tape it in advance and then show it later or which you can't do. I get that, but they would just be special attraction matches. Or just don't, like, don't put it on TV. I don't give a crap and I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, so. put it on TV locally. Don't put like yeah. put it put it on TV in Saudi Arabia. Like treat it like care. a dark like a like a dark show, right? Like yeah, and then you show. can air it on the network later on. Yeah, it's just, if, it's a very strange thing to have to. I, yeah, I don't know why it has to both. Yeah, I don't I don't get why it needs to be canon and in there whatever. It, Either garbage. way, <laughs> that's what's going on. Boogs watch real quick. No distortion pedal. I felt bad. Yeah, that's a shame. <laughs> so bad. Uh, then he has a match. And then Apollo wants a rematch, but Apollo Crews wants a rematch for the matches that he lost a metric ton of. Yeah. It, uh, Aziz kicks someone. Apollo's back on TV, but it's just the scramble for the... This is so boring. <laughs> Don't it care. Is. Like, and so next week, it's Apollo and Nakamura. Anyway, let's move on to yeah. Seth. Uh, okay, you. so you asked in the Discord, by the way, there's a link in the description of the video. You can come and join us for free where we get these questions. You asked about what happens in those in-between times. There's so much time. I, like yes. it, He's just, they they play his music, he walks to the ring, then like four, like commercials and four other segments run. And he's just standing down there for the live audience, right? So remember when we talked about the Big E cash-in and how they went to break and we talked about how it's an opportunity for people to text their friends and be like, it's happening? They think that's what it should be every big segment. That's every not... Big, it's not. It's not a good idea. It's and not. you have a live audience, though. You have to do both. So what you do with the live audience, and this is at every taping show, whatever, there is a slew of live in-house entertainment that happens they yeah, send yeah, someone yeah. out to do sign of the night or they do they used to do a kiss cam obviously covid can't do that uh also not everyone wants to kiss on the thing anyway they do they do that they would uh, air a lot of uh provos or previews or propaganda pieces in the arena stuff like uh you know people on fallon from wwe they do all that and that would kill time what do the wrestlers do in the ring 
they're trying to keep they're trying to stay warm if they're having a match or they'll duck out of the ring they'll just hang out with people in the crowd that they know kind of be you know out of the way uh sometimes when they need that that time in between the the entrance commercial whatever it's because the crew has to come down sneak someone for an entrance or something that has happened too most of the it time sounds like a us. bad live experience to me. That just sounds weird. Like the flow would be ruined. You'd get you get Seth's theme, for example. He's in the ring. He mugs for the camera a bit. Then it fades down. Then you probably get some while the commercial's airing, you get in-house entertainment. Then they show the video packages. And it like for the first time, and this has been happening for so long, but like for the first time, they come back from a video package and Seth just like Oh man, someone should have helped him. <laughs> like, yes, that was which was like, thank too. you. Finally, like someone made reference to, it, but it, but like then they just fade the music back up, and it's super weird. <laughs> like that sounds it's, awkward as hell for a live audience member. But whatever, I, it, I don't think I can pay for SmackDown or Raw. It doesn't sound like because it could be so good or it could be so bad, and they're really, yeah. not they're not cheap. So like, I'd rather just you, see a pay per view. You roll, you roll the dice, and if you look at the even the tickets right now, just I'll, I'll do the comparison. The tickets for uh, the UBS Arena on Long Island, they're doing a Raw there, and they're doing an AEW Dynamite taping there. The Dynamite presale absolutely demolished the Raw presale because people believe that Dynamite is going to be built up so well now, and that show is in I, I think a month or two. Yeah, they believe that the show is going to be good now. Versus Raw, they're like, I'm going to wait and see because they tend to either hotshot or make shit really bad for a while. Can't do that. You can't run your business on last minute walkups. No. I get that wrestling had that for a while, but you can't you can't live that way. No, because that's the thing you could. And I, I know there's one like big notorious show for this, but you could end up watching half the show on the screen. And it's just like, OK, oh, I've been there. That yeah, does suck. That, like, well. Blah. <laughs> yeah at that point you better be parked like near one of the one of the screens nearby because if you can't see it well yeah you're just gonna sit there twiddling your thumbs yeah anyway i wasn't twiddling my thumbs throughout the entire Seth segment just some of it there was just a lot of talk not a lot of consequence it took him a long time to get to the point of it which was yeah. Yeah, it was interesting I, it made him look crazy like dastardly yeah. crazy and he's turning into like 2008 edge when Edge became the crazy guy. And that works for me. Yep. It was just a long segment. And I was like, I feel like he's filibustering the women's segments. <laughs> yeah. like Because that match was next. And I barely want to talk about it. Because it went for one minute. And they tried to do the Mandy Rose finish. Which was also the Sheamus finish. Which yeah. was also the Cody Rhodes yeah. finish. They tried yeah. to put a, They were going to put a mask on her. And then they go to the back. And they're like, oh, you don't need the mask. It's fine. fine. It's like, oh, okay. Saving grace. I don't care. But, but is it? That's even dumber in my it's opinion. It's all dumb. I don't. Oh no, Carmella's face. Yeah. Anyway, Rey Mysterio is still a shitty father. Holy shit, is he a bad dad? <laughs> at least Sami Zayn is the right guy to develop Dominic. Maybe Sami yeah. Zayn is Dominic's father. Let's let's roll that back. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's just <laughs> eventually let's just put like custody custody of the entire family on the line. And then maybe Zayn is the dad of all of them. He's everyone's dad. He gets their house. He gets their cars. He gets all their Gucci garbage. You know? <laughs> like. So several years ago when Sami Zayn was WWE bound, uh, another guy that Sami Zayn was linked towards was El Generico. And Generico went and uh, he started fostering children in Mexico. 
maybe maybe all these children in Mexico have grown up because it's been quite a few years that Sammy's been in WWE. Maybe and this each is... one of them in series just beats the crap out of Dom. That's right. Yeah, there we go. The gauntlet of of Sammy's children. I'm so proud of Sammy and his children. They're actually they're they're generico's children. Yeah, he it's lends true. them to Sammy. Yeah. Very proud. <laughs> Uh, also proud was the homecoming as mask unmasked Kane comes out because of course he does. <laughs> Which was also the closing segment and it didn't feel that way at all. Like I was very surprised when the show just ended. I did look at the clock and I was Me too. Weird. And I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. So Kane comes out and he gives Bianca Belair the key to the city. Which, by the way, Mod Mike, you're here. Key ST, loved it. Clever. Good stuff. I love that. Calling a key ST. Okay. Um, and then and then Pat, when she gets the key to the city, says it opens every door. It opens door, every or, door. <laughs> or at least the giant ones. Yeah, if you if you hit most doors hard enough with a key that size, they will allow entry, yes. Yeah. And then she wants to sing Rocky Top, and I'm like, not Rocky Top. And which prompted me to ask, does every area of the US have its own song? Because well, okay. Just the South. Just the South. Just <laughs> and then kill Becky comes out in her finest yellow and black attire. Uh, she's so someone pointed this out and it's not on me to say she's showing a lot of midriff now, which she I, never did before. Okay. I didn't really notice. <laughs> I know, but, but I mean, listen, here's at the end of the day, like she had a kid and worked out hella hard and she looks great. She's probably just, you know, she's proud, proud of, of her work. And yeah. I, I'm, all for it. Like, be proud of it and wear it. It's just, I've never seen Becky show off that much ever. I mean, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Like, Jade Cargill's talked about this before, where, like, I think some people were complaining about certain things about her, and she's just like, I mean, I work hard for this. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So, I get it. Dude. I'm working at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go follow Tim on, uh, on on Instagram. He'll he'll post his thirst traps. Well, we're not at thirst trap level yet. That's what we aspire to, but we'll see. Right. (laughs) Becky comes and wants to shake the shake Bianca's hand, the EST's hand, and we get another manhandle slam because next week, Tim, Bianca will stand tall with that women's championship that she will not win at Extreme Rules. Apparently not. I mean, are we trying to make the rock bottom Becky's thing now? Is that where we're at? Is that manhandle slam, Tim? I hate it. I don't care. Probably learn it. It's boring. All right. People want to talk about Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah. More to talk about, I think. So, a busy show. Yeah, a lot. Again, quick pace, which I appreciate. I don't mind it. Setting up a lot for for Grand Slam for the Arthur Ashe show this week. So much. Which I was a fan of, and I'm sitting there being like, please stop (laughs) announcing things. I want to buy tickets at a reasonable price. You're ruining my, uh, my, my price, my entry point. Yeah. And then WrestleTix at WrestleTix on Twitter posts something like there are only 600 tickets left. And I quote you, then I'm like, please stop telling them that. <laughs> stop making this thing a success. <laughs> <laughs> I have my own selfish reasons. <laughs> so we open the show uh, with CM Punk who comes out. He's on commentary for the night. Huge Didn't reaction. Didn't love that myself. Wasn't a huge fan of Punk on commentary. Tired of him. Um, it was a four-man <laughs> booth. I get it. Yeah, had, I'm just but, sick but of these big booths. Throughout the night, I like that he picked his spots to put over certain people. Yep. He put over Darby, puts over uh, Dante Martin, puts over 
uh, I think he put over Hobbs. I mean, listen, he puts over Team Taz and the way that they interact, which was kind of the whole reason he was on commentary to transition right. better into that feud. You know, to have Taz, so, Taz be like, "You're trying to take my job." So, Punk comes out and he does a stage dive, and there's the video. Did you see the video of the guy getting absolutely knocked tf out? <laughs> No, I did not. That's very it funny. Right into like into your living room. Uh, Punk comes out anyway, and huge pop goes sits to the crowd or goes sits to the the booth, and then Adam Cole comes out and another huge reaction. So that, many, very, very big pop for him. That makes the difference. If you start out a show that hot, people are going to stick around. Yeah, like just uh, Cole. Yeah, Cole came out and I was like, damn, he feels even bigger here. Like. He and does. he was over before, but like, damn, felt good. And this was a bigger crowd that, yeah, than he's yeah. had in the last God knows how many months. Fair, fair, fair. Right. All Yeah, exactly. So Cass comes out and for some reason they say what they announced it as, you know who he is or you know it is. Uh, you, yeah. Cass. Yeah. I don't know what that was, I was about. like, okay. Okay. Uh, he's got yeah, like a maidenly entrance, doesn't he? Like the, the music. Yeah. Yeah, it just came out and they did the match. Match was great. <laughs> got I mean, his ass whooped. As expected, got his ass kicked. Uh, Panama Sunrise, last shot, one, two, three. Adam Cole wins. And then he does the story time with Adam Cole, baby. Are yeah. you getting sick of that yet? I don't. The way he says <laughs> baby makes me feel Excuse very me. uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is. I'm just like, yeah. I like when he goes, it. when it's like, baby, it's fine. But he's like, baby. And he like hard pronounces the Y. It weirds me out. That's the heat. Well, and that's the, yeah, it's very funny. And like, I, you know, that that's fine. It, there's like the lingering, the commentary was talking about like the Britt Baker, uh, Shivani thing some more. And like, I couldn't tell what CM Punk was supposed to be on commentary, whether he's a heel or not, because he also like reasserted that toxic masculinity men and women can't be friends gibberish during the commentary. And I was like, okay, like it makes sense for Cole because he's an asshole, but like, I, I don't know. It's weird. It was very strange. Uh, I, and I didn't even think about punk's reaction on commentary. It was just, but that's the thing. I was just like, well, what are you CM punk? Who are you? <laughs> he did. Uh, he did put over. Uh, so actually he was a face. Cause I think about it. He put yeah, over yeah. Adam Cole and he said, Adam Cole is super talented, but he's hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, he, he, Cole joined wrestling because of him, I guess. So, right. So they do the Adam Cole story time, baby thing. And then he challenges Christian and Jurassic Express to a match at Rampage versus the Super Click, which is great. Yeah. I, I'm very excited for that. Sat there being like, cool, that's going to be an excellent match that I'm going to get to see live. And I need people to stop buying tickets for the show. <laughs> uh, and then later on in the night, Christian Cage is being interviewed with with Jurassic Express and he says, well, Adam Cole, your developmental talent, you you know, you lost the Wednesday night war, so why not lose a Friday one? There was a there was a lot of lot of meta digs in this episode. <laughs> Especially with the Lambert with the Lambert promo. They were they were good. I mean, and the Lambert feeding them was like, yeah, okay. We'll get there. Well I yeah. I I'm mixed about that whole Yeah, yeah. Same, promo. same, same, same. But they're just on the topic of the meta digs, yes. no shortage of them. Uh, MJF comes out. Speaking of meta, oh, <laughs> so here's my question to you: We we see the way MJF sets up, the way MJF gives a promo, the way he talks, the way he treats people. Um, can anyone pull out this kind of heat in a promo like MJF does? 
right now i don't think so i think he's good at like you know a lot of people criticize him for crossing the line i think i don't know he says stuff his character is supposed to be an absolute asshole he is an absolute asshole he's you know fat phobic as we'll say quite a bit that's a lot a big bunch of stuff that he leans on which is like you know but he's supposed to be an asshole like you know and i think again again i feel like if you're watching this you should recognize where that's coming from and what it is he's not you know i I saw some people griping about methany and things like that it's like i don't know like i'm sure they talked about it before he went out and does this like he doesn't you know, it's not going to come off like uh, I was caster, right? Where everyone flipped out. Like it's just, I, I think it's being cleared beforehand what MJF is saying. So I think I he's think doing so a too. good job being an asshole, like who is getting nuclear heat, which is impressive, like to me. He plays it up and he, and he continues to play it off. And I think you're right. I, I think yeah. a lot of people understand or have to understand that the stuff that's talked about is by and large either passed by the family or the person, whatever it is, uh, or after the moment, you know, the saying, you know, better to ask for forgiveness uh, than ask for permission. Yeah. And ask for permission. And I think there's some of that and he's earned that right from a lot of people because of the way that he speaks and because of the way that he holds himself as a performer. Yeah, uh, I think that many people will look at him and just say, "Okay, yeah, he's a piece of shit," but not really a piece of shit, you know? No. Yeah, anyway. like it's all like, it, yeah, I don't know, you know, I know personally that like it just it, no, I guess I don't, but like I I, I feel that he's not, right. you know, a bastard, and he's doing this to highlight shittiness. It's satire. Yes. So as he it says, be, like, so he says, Brian Pillman is in hell. Essentially, he doesn't say it outright. Looks, you know, says I'm going to speak to Brian, and then looks, <laughs> so down, looks right? down. He's like, "Oh, who are we kidding?" <laughs> and I love that. I was laughing. Uh, yeah, and same. then you know, it's just like the Randy and Eddie promo where Randy says to Rey Mysterio, "Eddie's in hell," and this was a year after Eddie had passed, and people were on him then. But guess what? This was all passed by the family. This yeah, and Randy was like, I felt un- years later. Recently, Randy was like, I super felt uncomfortable doing it. But they were very adamant that he would have he would have wanted this. Like, yeah, it, and yeah. it was it was just heat at that moment. And that's the thing. Um, like, if I were to pass, and if I were in the same position, I'm also totally fine. I think that's funny as hell. Like, you know, we're all gonna live and die. Like, mm-hmm. might as well the, have a legacy with some yeah. bits, make some I people agree. laugh. There's a there's a wonderful irony here where MJF says he's a religious man. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's also a Jewish man and it's Yom Kippur Eve. It is Kol Nidre. It is like the holiest night of the year for the Jews. <laughs> and this guy is in the ring at 9 p.m. Eastern time after Kol Nidre, like when the fast has started, when the, when the holiday has started, this religious man who is a Jew comes and delivers this promo. <laughs> And then he says to Brian Jr., if you show up in Queens, I will massacre you. <laughs> uh, uh, wonderful. Well, you know, God all speaks to us differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a vengeful God, as we know with Miro. So exactly. Brian Jr. shows up and they do the thing. Uh, it's fine. And then they do. They cut right to a backstage promo, which everyone was very confused by, myself yeah. included. Yeah, it was a little jarring. Yeah, I, he was Brian Jr. was just out there, and now they're going to show you a perfectly fine Brian Jr. talking with Jr. 
Yep. And it happened. Anyway, <laughs> I do like curious. the dichotomy. I like the dichotomy of a feral upbringing versus a silver spoon. That's cool. I'm a fan yep. of that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, is there anything else in the promo that you like, didn't like, want to talk about? That share swing was beautiful. <laughs> yes. Like, my God. But yeah. All right. Uh, Dante Martin and Mindset, I'll take on FTR. It's an unexpected tag team. Dante yeah, are, I guess both their brothers are injured or... <laughs> So, so yeah, so Darius Martin is, uh, has been injured for quite yes, a few months. That now. I knew, but, and then Mike Seidel, I think he's fine. I think it is. Yeah. I think he's just, Dante no on one show. wants to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know what? TK likes doing the whole young talent with a veteran as a team, mm-hmm. as a tag team. So it worked out. I mean, it was two high flyers, both, you know, in their prime or one in their prime, the other one young and learning and getting over with the crowd. Yeah. I so, mean, Dante is just a treat every time he's out there. Like he's so right. talented. So. so what do you do? You hit the big rig on him and you pin him. Yeah. Damn right. Take him down yes. a peg. Can't let these guys get their heads too big, as we That's know. Because right. <laughs> when, when wrestlers get big heads, bad things happen. <laughs> uh, Dante Martin does eat the pin, but you know what? Has an impressive showing, so everyone's happy. I can't complain. Uh, and and honestly, the match the match was fine. We don't really talk about the meat of these, of these matches just because y'all saw them. Yeah, and I'm not going to go beat for beat. Riley, like dryly kind of describing what happened. I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's enough of that. Yeah. The Suzuki incident. <laughs> did you come to me with this? Uh, Asking maybe? about it? Someone did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I was like, what the hell is Kazaninare and why do these people give a shit? <laughs> so, you know what it is. I think most of our listeners do as well. Yeah, I think I talk, we talked about it on the stream where I was just like, you're right. I don't I don't care because, again, I don't even think his music fits that personality in my like, again, I think it's just a cultural difference, but it's it doesn't do anything for me. It seems inappropriate for a mob boss type figure, but whatever. So they bring back Suzuki Goon, which is his faction in New Japan, yeah. uh, and they, they make reference to the fact that Lance Archer was a member, is a member. So yeah, the two of soldier. them are going to team up. Yeah, that's all you need. You know what? It's so dumb what we talked about with Suzuki incident and all that stuff, but they used it as an angle and that is how you do it. Very good. Great. Great. Like recovery on that. That's so good. Love it. Let me tell you what felt you don't disrespected. Do. Let me tell you what you don't do. Bring you back Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes come back <laughs> a week before his return match to run down a long ass flight of stairs to save someone who didn't need saving in the first place. Rosario Dawson Dawson. was randomly there and all that went through my mind was like is Rosario Dawson a stupid person she might be right like clerks two sucks ass clerks three will suck ass Kevin Smith is uh, a man child who has the humor of a 13 year old Uh, clerks was good one movie one movie he wrote is about convincing a lesbian to not be a lesbian, which is great, aged very well. Uh, one has a big pile of shit as a pretty central figure. Like, are you gonna you can stand here and defend Kevin Smith to me? This movies are over. His movies are garbage. <laughs> okay, I liked Clerks too. I liked Clerks, Clerks too. One was fine. The yes, bit about like ass Clerks to mouth was the only good bit. I all, come on. I'm also a, a, I'm a metal fan. The King Diamond reference at the beginning of the ep, of the, the the movie is hilarious. Dude. It's fine. I like Rosario Dawson outside. generally. I hated seeing her involved in wrestling at all. <laughs> you don't you don't like the scene where he goes 
go-karting to clear his mind? No, I don't oh, care. Who, who loves go-karting that much? It's interspecies erotic and jackass. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Again, 14-year-old anyway, humor. Rosario Dawson, fresh off of her shift at movies, comes to AEW. And she could have held her own. She jumped on Black's back. She had him. Could have kicked yeah. his ass. Could have kicked his ass. Should have kicked his ass. But out comes Cody freaking Rhodes. Just in his, in his horrible, <laughs> horrible red. red suit. Hot red. Oh, it hurt. It hurt the eyes. <laughs> Mike gets it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll take I'll take the minority position on this. I'm not yes, a big Kevin will. Smith fan. <laughs> I was I was a huge Kevin like a huge Kevin Smith fan when I was 15 years old. I'm 15 at heart. Anyway, so Cody is running down the stairs in his hot red suit, running for office like he's running down them stairs. Nobody cares. Oh, running for office, eh? In a hot red suit? I wonder which party. <laughs> Libertarian. Anyway, he comes down the way. <laughs> Yeah, that would be the one. I mean, you <laughs> he's know, all, he's got some elements. He can shoulder up with. Wait, it's Ron Paul's not around anymore. It's it's the other Paul. I don't care. Who cares? They're all the same. Yeah, all garbage. <laughs> Cody can hardly get a pot when saving Rosario. I agree. Again, she didn't. It just seemed weird. I, it was weird. She was there. It was a weird segment to me. I was like, why the hell? Like, I saw it on Twitter, which because, again, I didn't watch it live, apparently. Um, and I was like, wait, why the hell is Rosario? What? Why is Rosario so, Dawson so do on know, Dynamite? Do you know actually why she's there? Um, something about her husband being a politician. D- no, that was that was, <laughs> that was from someone's our joke. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not it. Uh, she, she is one of the judges on the Go Big Show. Oh, that was Cody it. Yeah, awesome. again, the stupid, stupid, uh, like fifteenth iteration of America's Got Talent or whatever. Yeah. So, so Cody had set it up during the day. Not many people knew about it, and of course, they they gave her a Nightmare Family hoodie. And when I saw it, I was like, No, Rosario, no. It, it, yeah, it's it. as good as as Snoop randomly appearing in literally every piece of media that I consume, it seems. That's right. Oh, yeah. And Dawson's also from or I don't know if she's from New York. Oh, no, she is. She's living living in New Jersey and they're, they were shooting yeah. for Clerks 3. So um, so that's really why it was just a, a really good combination of factors coming together. Cody put it together. Rosario did great. I was yeah, really yeah, happy. She's, with she's she is great. Like she's uh, lovely. Great in films. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they 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 did that. It was just a really they didn't need to bring Cody back for this. This like this doesn't add any heat. This doesn't add any excitement to the match. Just they they were doing this match at Arthur Ashe, and that was enough. And I wish they weren't because I don't want to see it anyway. Oh, he had to bust out that red suit for someone, you know. I, he could do he can't, it for he a can't stump wrestle speech. In it. Oh. Anyway, Dan Lambert and America's Top Team. <laughs> And and out comes of all people, Chris. That was friggin' Jericho. <laughs> I turned to my wife. It was happening, and I was like, "Yeah, he's a bastard, right? That's the whole shtick." And yeah. this is a dig at WWE. Um, and then Chris Jericho comes out, and I was like, "But I didn't need him to come out." Like, <laughs> of all people, of all people, like. Shout out to CM Punk as Dan Lambert's coming down the aisle. He says, Dan Lambert is like Bobby Heenan if he had a wardrobe full of affliction t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. And the promo was fine. Like it wasn't, it, the promo was that it's so old school thing and I didn't like it. I knew what they were going for. I got it's it. It's so on the nose. Like, that, But that, was it? 
Because he called, okay, he called here's the wrestling thing. fans skinny dudes and fat women, basically. Yeah, that is what he said, which is, I don't know. It's there's wrong, a, there's first a, of all. You're, you're going to, yeah, it's a, there's, I think there's a healthy mix of both, but no in between, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing. He, he's, he's taught, he's with the alpha, the, what, what are they? The men, men of the year. The men of the year. And oh, the, men yeah, of the year. Yeah. 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 Um, but his whole shtick is like that they're beta males or whatever, uh, which is so loathsome. Um, yeah, I, I think it lost its way when him like, you know, kind of sort of uh, revving up the AEW wrestling style went on too long because like mm -hmm. it was like you can see a little a five foot like if he had just said you can watch a five foot hundred and sixty pound guy or whatever it was do some flips and stuff. I think if he had just cut that short, it would have been okay. But then it just kept going and going and going. I tuned out and I think it ended with going through a, through six tables and kicking out after two, which is like, yeah. that line was funny, but the whole thing went on so long. And then freaking Chris Jericho comes out, who is none of those things. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah. Of all people, like why, why those two, why Hager, why Jericho? Yeah. And because again, it's just because Hager has done a few MMA fights. Yeah, so now he can take on any UFC champion ever and win. Yeah, I I hope maybe Yoel Ramiro after last week. <laughs> uh, if they're going to do Hager and Jericho versus Men of the Year, which it looks like they are, that's fine. Just yeah, it's a have good Men setup. of the Year win the damn match. I agree. Like, yeah, they, they have to go over, but they do. And we're going to get to that in the preview. I, I just and and again, like a bad choice of words from Chris Jericho making that that comment that cause a, a whole lot of stir and conversation on the internet talking about uh who's on top and i was like eh, poor choice i don't care what oh you're... i see i i had completely zoned out <laughs> and, 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 and got... i get that yeah what he, did he say so he he he, he made a, a homophobic joke I assume, yeah and it was cause... a joke that he i think he was trying to make as like this this mma who's on top of the just who's on top like I, as a, but everyone heard it and, yeah, and they, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, they heard it as, as top position, which yeah, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't like, matter what he said. It is the way he said it. And it's the I way just, it came out was wrong. It just I just sucked. want to remind everyone as, as like better as you think AEW is, is still wrestling. And a lot of the people in it are still the same type of people. And it's like, right. it's not that much more woke and like, Wrestling, I oh mean, it's so dumb. Like, we don't need to get into that. Really, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you and I, you and I have talked offline, and I know many of us in in the chats here have talked about it. And I say it all the time: just don't, don't put wrestlers, don't put celebrities. Yeah, for the don't love put of God, people like, on pedestals. Not... It doesn't end well. It just doesn't. Uh, we talk about this from an entertainment standpoint, and we try to take if something stupid is said on a show. Yeah, we're gonna call it out. Yeah, we're gonna talk was, about it. It's dumb. It's just but, dumb and lazy. But I, yeah. Like, and that's the key. Jericho's not the heel here. <laughs> like there's no, there's no right. license for that. Right. When I'm, when I'm defending MJF being, you know, fat phobic and shitty, you're supposed to be in on the fact that he's shitty, like, and you should yeah. know that. And he's saying shitty things. Jericho is supposed to be the heroic figure in this. And he said something shitty. So, yeah. so move on. Uh, Jade Cargill and Layla Hirsch, fine match. I like Jade Cargill getting better, more, yep. uh, more, you know, just better opponents, harder opponents. That was fine. It was fine. But really, yep. let's talk about the main event. The main event was Hook 
laying a dragon sleeper on I was CM like, I didn't Punk, think we were there. I didn't think we were there yet. <laughs> well, we're there. He he laid that in thick. It was good looking. Loved it. See, good work, Hook. Is, you want to know how you tell the difference between fake Hook fans and real Hook fans? Real Hook fans know that that dragon sleeper, that's been used before. By Hook. Yeah, that makes on sense. On Dark. Oh, yeah, I'm not. That's <laughs> I'm not right. That big of a you fan. gotta start watching Dark. I just saw I saw nope. clips of it. I saw clips. But yes, Hook was brought. Hook was called. Taz sent Hook. Hook hooked CM Punk very well. Hooked him real hard. Choked him out, and then they had him go through, go past, go like around the table. That sucked. I, that really sucked for Punk. That had to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> the poor bastard. He's taking his licks. You know, he's got seven right. years to make up for. So when Punk takes on Hook in Hook's debut match. Oh, the universe wins. is going to implode. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be good. I do that like better how- happen. They have to, that has to be Hook's first match. Just make it like. <laughs> <laughs> Just make a star out of him. Uh-huh. I, I do. I do like how people are like. Lower your expectations for Hook. It's no. not going to be that great. And I'm like, I refuse. I'm going to. If they don't, my- they have to make him great. Like, and if not him, they have to workshop his first match to absolute death. Like, give yes. him several months of working at it so that it's flawless by the time it goes on TV. Like, and then it's fine if he doesn't wrestle again for several months, but his first match needs to be like something else. Give him the Pat McAfee experience. Exactly. Had a first exactly. Match and nailed it. Yep. So give me Hook in the Pat McAfee chair, and then McAfee can. T- he. This is perfect, actually. This analogy is perfect because Hook can go solo against someone like Punk and be carried to an amazing match. Yep. And then exactly Hook yeah. and the rest of Team Taz. You can include Taz in this. I don't care. They can have a blood and guts match or some sort of big blow off match where CM Punk has a bunch of friends. And they do that match. And yeah. Hook is in there too. That sounds awesome. And like, you know, Hook's hooks the right size for, for Punk, right? Like he can throw him around because that's like a lot of Punk's offense involves lifting people, but he's not the biggest guy. So it's like, it's good when you can get him the right opponent. And then Hook can be the only announcer on Rampage. Yes. That's all I you think, need. I think we got it. <laughs> that's it. Darby Allen takes on Sean Spears. They took a towel and they wiped the paint off his face. Darby won. But then FTR spikes Sting. That's, That's the some, moment that cares. Yes, exactly. That was the, and, the whole point of that entire thing. Sorry, I forgot the gimmick. Noted chair pervert Sean Spears. <sighs> mm. You can tell how much we've talked about Sean Spears to really remember that we call him noted chair pervert Sean Spears. Because of his chair perversions. <laughs> he does have a perversion towards chairs. Brian Danielson calls out Kenny Omega. I like that it's really just Callus versus Daniel or Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryanson, if you're certain people. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Callus calls Brian a millionaire hippie. Yeah. Hilarious. As one is. I would yeah. love to be one of those. Me too. Uh, and then, of course, you just Brian cuts off Don and he says, hey, give me a non-title match. And that's fine. Yep. I like it and I don't like, like it, it. this challenge. Ah, I like it. I like I, I like it. What I think it's like? a good way to not put it into the title picture, which I don't think we're there yet. I don't think it'd be a good idea to do that. Um, and it makes sense because I think that it, you know, that's the only way Kenny's going to accept that challenge that directly. Okay. 
my feeling is you just had Kenny lose to Christian. Hmm. And that was and on then, Rampage. And then win to Christian, though. He <laughs> got it back, right? Yeah, they 50-50, but they had to do it on pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on TV, Kenny suffered a loss. Brian is making his debut. Can you have Brian lose his debut match if the story is Kenny's confidence is lost after he lost to Christian on Rampage? Again, knowing that the, he got the win back, they still played it up as he's lost his confidence, as Kenny Omega has lost his confidence. So what do you do? Do you have Brian lose his debut and then they say, hey, now you're never going to get a title shot and you bring back Hangman? Where are we? Where are yeah, we that in is the tough. Hangman story? And I mean, this. That, well, that's the thing. We could have Brian win and then we see, I mean, we've already seen the Bucks lose their titles. So it's starting to happen, I think, that unraveling. Um. But they haven't really done much with that, which is also surprising. Um, I, yeah, and then it makes it makes Hangman look kind of odd because he's just he's pouncing at a moment of weakness, which is not really the story you want to tell. Like he's supposed to beat Kenny at his like apex, but yep, maybe not. I don't know. There's a lot of space to play with, and we're going to talk about it when we get to the Grand Slam preview. So yeah, something to think about. Uh, Kingston and Mox take on 2.0. Again, not much to talk about. It's a match that happened. It was fine. Daniel Garcia and 2.0 jumped Kingston and Mox to start the gimmick. Garcia, yep. by the way, dropped the C4 wrestling title, which is my local in Ottawa, to uh, to uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey, last night. Mm -hmm. C4, by the way, they raised $105,000 for the Canadian Cancer Society. That's incredible. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, including a 12-hour stream from New Legacy, Inc. They do it every year. And they raised a, a boatload of money, something like like $80,000 from it. It was ridiculous. That's that's excellent. My God. Yeah. Very happy to see that stuff. That Every year when, when they do Fighting Back, which is their big uh, cancer awareness charity fund show, that's the show that I wish I could go to. But uh, kudos to them. Kudos to Daniel Garcia, who just had a great run as C4 champion. He and his team lost the match. <laughs> Yep. There's an exploder suplex lariat spot from Kingston and Moxley that I love. That's their finish, and that's great. And then out comes Suzuki and Archer, and you get the full Suzuki experience, Tim. Yep, I got it. They all shouted those three words. Did you sing it with them? Did you sing? No, I don't care. And I I'm going to sing it on Wednesday. Good. Enjoy. I hope you get a, a lot of elation from that. Through my damn mask, I'm going to scream it. Mm, enjoy the spittle rubbed up against your beard <laughs> my my face is gonna be this like warm dry mess oh, i'm so excited awesome and then of course the show goes to black when they're fighting and brawling on the table yeah okay it's let's move on let's talk about hardy family rampage holy hell yeah i was like when they back to back it's it was like the the promo cut again i was like this is poor structuring <laughs> like very she, she was just out here like what is going on it was a, yeah. it was a choice Duh, what happened first we did butcher and blade versus lucha brothers for the tag titles uh butcher looks great looks so good very happy with that i'm trying to pull something up that i missed but it doesn't matter i didn't miss anything uh it was again just good good solid fast-paced tag match that's what we do and then they do the common spot where uh someone ties penta's mask to the ropes yep i like it uh yeah. penta takes off the mask covers his face super kicks blade phoenix counters 
pins the butcher, gets the sit out pin. Anything stand out from that match for you? Nope. Chaos <laughs> at the end. Just so much chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because outcome HFO, outcome uh, proud and powerful, and they're going to make the match for next week on Rampage, which we'll get to in a sec. I like that. I knew it was coming, so that's great. Yeah. Uh, proud and powerful get on the card at Arthur Ashe. So do the rest of the uh, the guys uh, from Buffalo. So there's something there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Anna Jay and the bunny, the bunny representing, of course, HFO. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Jay comes out slugging the bunny. She did. She did punch her a lot in the sternum. Yes. <laughs> no, she got her a few times in, in, in not the jaw, but at least underneath. Yeah, the sternum. The it, it looked very chest level. I didn't. I didn't think it was that well done. <laughs> Whatever. And There's the an commentary highlighting it made it a little bit more cringy for me because they I were very I'd... low punches. Disagree. I thought. I thought Anna J hit those moves. I thought she was snug. Fake punching is hard, and some of the best in the business aren't any good at it. So I'm not going to critique anyone too heavily about that. Like yeah. the, overall, the match was very good. I enjoyed it. Did you notice Bunny working Anna J's other arm, not the injured one? No, I did not. That's that's great, but also, I mean, that's very the bunny. It's fine. I, to me. She's like, this one's already, this one's already a dud. I got to weaken the other one. That way, she's got no arms. Like, uh, yeah, it was it again. I listen. Let's just say, yeah, no arms. Perfect. This is a yeah, horror movie. Exactly. Uh, just, and then there's a distraction roll up. Anna Jay wins her return match. Now here's the thing: Penelope Ford or Penelope Ford, if you're Booker. Penelope. Penelope gets in the ring and she takes out the brass knuckles production for some reason. And this is a taped show. I yeah. hate this. They linger on Penelope messing up, putting them on. She puts them on backwards. She has to take them off, reset them, put them on properly. And the camera is on her the entire time. Yeah. And you're like, why <laughs> you that can cut, so you have bad. several angles to cut to like, was nobody else was nobody else in position. Like, it's a little thing, but it drove me nuts because it just made the it made it, the setup look. Really it's so dumb. avoidable. Yeah, yeah, you know it happens now and again. I, WWE does that too sometimes. Like stuff happens, but it was odd. We cut to commercial. We come back. Matt Hardy, head of HFO, is in the ring, and he is cutting hair. He's cutting orange fat ass in his hair. Other <laughs> See, names now, include. Now you're being the heel. That's the <laughs> fat phobia. <laughs> Other names, by the way, uh, for this segment included Cantaloupe Cassidy and freshly oh. squeezed into those jeans. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'm a bigger guy. I can I, do that's this. A, I'm more svelte, so I, I'll just <laughs> stay out of it. <laughs> oh, I'm such a dick. <laughs> I was like, eh, look at this plant <laughs> getting this shitty haircut. So cutting someone's hair in AEW means... Oh, and grapefruit Cassidy is another good one. <laughs> I'm such a dick. This guy knew he was gonna get it. Okay, this this plant knew. Uh, cutting someone's hair in AEW means your group disbands the next week. It's called the Sean oh. Ross Sap Rule. Oh, is it? Okay. I don't know if you know this. You probably don't. Uh, this was 2019. Sean had long hair, right? And he wanted to cut and donate it to Wigs for Kids, which he ultimately did, but he wanted to make a thing with it. So he mm. contacted AEW and they made a they made a plan. He was supposed to go to a show that was much closer, but ended up going to a different show where they did a backstage segment where the Nightmare Collective at the time, uh, do you remember the Nightmare Collective? Mm -hmm. It was Brandy and Nyla Rose and Vicky and Luther, I think. Yeah, it was just a bunch good. of weird connections. It didn't make sense. They cut his hair. And then by the end of that taping, 
Nightmare Collective had disbanded. <laughs> I did not like even, at that taping. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I've been watching since this it. when like since this started, since AEW started. So that's funny. So there you go. The Sean Ross app rule is if your hair gets cut in AEW, your team disbands immediately. I think and, it's yeah, that's right. I think awesome it's time. And Mel. That's Thank fine. You, <laughs> that's that's totally fine. And that yeah, so okay, Nyla wasn't in there yet. My bad. I forgot. Uh, it was Awesome Kong and Mel. Okay. Either way, I, whatever. It was a bunch of people and they disbanded. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Orange Cassidy took a sweet ass time getting to the ring. He sure Because I mean, why would you? Like, it's just a fan. <laughs> like, it's not his business. It seems random that that Matt Hardy just got pissed off at, at some random fan, kind of sort of dressed like Orange Cassidy. Oh, well, you know, he wanted to help his friend freshly squeeze into those jeans. Yeah. Well, you know, cutting that hair probably is helping him. It probably is. It probably looked very nice with a nice little fade and thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ruby and Britt do a face to face. It was praised universally. But was it really that good of a, of a promo? I realized after that I had this part muted. <laughs> and I did not hear it. I think on the on the um, the scale of intensity and delivery, I, I give it high marks on the quality of the actual content. I don't. I I don't know. I really dislike Ruby Soho's theme, the way that it's cut. It drives me nuts every time. I don't so like that's a scratch. Um what did they talk about? Because again, like I just I happened to mute it to do something else and I never went back to rewatch it like a fool even though I do this show. So, uh Ruby brings up the idea of Britt Baker sleeping with someone in the back. By the way, that someone just joined the damn promotion. Yeah, that's stupid. Don't like that. The same night that she did. Uh, the idea that Ruby had to change her name a bunch of times to find success. Change oh, yeah. Once. What do you call this week? I heard that part and I was like, what 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 other names has she gone by in the on the indie? She was known as Heidi Lovelace and she hated Yeah, that, that I knew. Yeah. And then she went to the WWE and she was. Ruby R- Riot. Ruby Riot, yeah. And, now and Ruby then Solo. she got fired from WWE and she's Ruby So I was That I line there, doesn't like, work. Nope. That line doesn't work. Yeah. It, and so that's the thing. I think people are praising the conviction and like the performance of it. That's that what they're it is. More into. But the actual words are doesn't sound that good. <laughs> uh it says you're not a runaway, you got fired. It's like, yeah, sure, okay. And then Ruby says you got your head so far up TK's ass that you can't see. Sure, why not? I just I didn't like the content. Yeah, that doesn't really work for me either. I liked, like you said, it was the conviction. It yep. was the way that it was delivered. But the rest of the promo just didn't do it. And I, I think it's set up. People are excited for this match. Rightfully match so. is going to be good. And I think like, because that's the thing. I think that's that's Ruby's strength is like the in-ring. I don't think that she's had enough time to like really cut her teeth on like the promo work. I don't find because I never she never got much to work with in WWE. Yeah, that's true. But she can she can cut a good promo at least with her tone and her demeanor. Yeah, it's about the content. Yeah, People, she'll figure it out. It'll get figured out. It's just this is early days, I think, for her, and she'll be better over time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of better, Fuego versus Miro in the main event. It was title versus car, a reasonably priced vehicle, by the way. First of all, Tim, you recently purchased a new car. Yeah, yeah, I did. 
the, the Fuego has a Hyundai. I think it was a Hyundai Elantra. I, I don't know because commentary called it a Corolla and then they just made a joke about it and they listed a bunch so of moderately funny. priced cars. <laughs> very funny. Yeah. It was a Hyundai. And that, in okay. the promos, yeah. it was a Hyundai. And yeah. I was like, what looks close enough to it? And then the Elantra was close. The uh, Hyundai Elantra, if you get the nicest Elantra you can. Yeah, top trim. In US dollars, it's like $20,000. That's very affordable. It's very affordable. <laughs> very reasonably priced. Oh, it was a Sonata. Oh, Sonata. Okay, so you got the brand at least. Uh, well, yeah, I knew it was a Hyundai. <laughs> so how much is? I didn't see the hood right ornament. Now. I didn't even or the grill ornament in the in this tier of vehicle. <laughs> talk, talk, talk to me about this match because I'm gonna find this. Uh, I'm gonna find the value of this of this car. I, you know, it was it was a good rollback. I like this for for Miro, and you know, it was a transitionary thing. I I enjoyed it. Uh, Fuego lost his car. Maybe I did. He like did something with the keys at the end, and I wasn't. I didn't like. They were on a lanyard, which was funny as hell. <laughs> they sh- he shoved it in his mouth. Shoved him in his mouth. So does he get to keep the car? Is Miro like, I don't want your shitty car. I just wanted to whoop your ass one more time. I assume. Yeah, so that's, you know, Fuego's doing okay, minus the head injuries, probably. <laughs> oh, no. The Elantra, <laughs> sorry, not the Elantra, the uh, the Sonata, Sonata Ultimate 2021 starts at 38749 Canadian, that's... which is about 30000 Yeah, okay, that's, that's a yeah, bit more lower expensive. Lower to mid-30,000. So that upper trip, it must be some nice leather, you know, some wood finish in the mid- inside. Well, not, the, you know, that crappy, like, faux wood with, like, the plastic, but it looks nicer, but it's not really nicer. So there you go, friends. If you're looking for a reasonably priced car. I mean, that's a that's a big bet, though, then. I mean, that's a lot for him. He's no Miro. (laughs) That's true. Fuego is master of the Tornado DDT, and that only gets you five figures. Like, high five. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Miro was just in Vegas for a week, so he probably spent that every night. (laughs) That's right. But it was it was fun. I, listen, I like that he offered up a car. I think it was a really interesting, different thing. We're all laughing at it because we yeah, knew what yeah, the it's outcome so funny. Would be. And like they didn't smash a car, which is rare. Whenever there's a vehicle introduced, I know, but that's because you've been trained to. It's literally every Fair. time. So like Fair. sometimes when they can deviate from convention, it's nice. It's a it's a funny little break. It was just a funny, stupid thing. Like it was very '70s Southern wrestling, and I don't yeah. hate that. No, it was great. It's it's a it's a funny bit to transition into a rematch, which like, you know, shit on rematches all the time. But like, this is how you make it OK. If you yeah, want to waffle for a week, you just you, you raise the stakes. You do. And you can do that through any number of ways. You have all of human experience to do that. So. Right. And then Sammy comes out, Sammy Guevara. And of course, Jericho's losing his shit. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. Yeah. Apologies to my wife sleeping in the next room. Uh, and <laughs> he no challenges more. for the TNT title. You would love that. That was good. Like, and that was what the point of this was, was to transition to that, to raise the stakes on it to the point where Sammy cares. And I'm very excited for that matchup, right? It's a good transition yeah. to a feud. And it works for me. I don't know if Sammy's the guy to take that title from Miro. Obviously, I, there is I kind of don't want him to. I still want. Yeah, but yeah, he could. Like, and I said, I think Miro's fixed the problems that he came in with now. So he doesn't need the title if they do choose to do that now. Like, they've done what they needed to. He needed that title. And he's great gimmick now. Love this character. He can go with this for years and years and years in, in AEW. You can fight for the main championship with this once they transition to a face champ. Like, so I have seven hours to sit through at Arthur Ashe on Wednesday. Yeah. And no idea what you're doing for food. <laughs> 
I know that I'm meeting up with people before. That's okay, for happy hour. Yep, that's some food. Seven I hours. Hope so. I, I guess God, you can get food later. So. You can seven hours between meals is not the worst thing in the world. You'll be fine. Oh, but I'm gonna be hungry now. Oh, you baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's run down this card real quick for for Grand Slam. Yeah. Uh, first of all, apparently there's going to be a CM Punk live interview, 48 hours before his first TV match in over seven years. They're gonna hype the shit out of that seven years thing. I love oh it. God, yeah, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Uh, so Tony, what? Tony does the interview, and then uh, Team Taz comes and kicks Tony out from the position. Is that what we're doing? Hopefully, that sounds funny as hell. Does CM Punk get his his hands on Hook this time? What do you think? Yeah. But does Hook then counter and hook in another Dragon Sleeper? No, I think Hobbs is going to, you know, I think the first match is Hobbs, right? Uh, maybe. Being asked, seven, if you go to the top of the show, I explained how it comes seven hours. Uh, MJF taking on Brian Pillman Jr. We talked about this match during the Dynamite Rundown. I'm excited for this. I think it's good for both guys. Built well. I, I don't see MJF losing another singles match. Nope. But I do see a lot of opportunity for Brian Pillman Jr. to shine here as a young I, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's the that's the point of this. Like, the point is to again quit. They, it was a quick build, so they had a big stakes match with like two weeks of build. Um, MJF is being groomed for, you know, again to be another top heel to face once they transition to the the babyface champ um pillman they're just trying to build him because he's so young and he's got all this potential but he's you know it's going to take some time what if pillman jr is the one to take the title for miro i mean even that makes that i think that works like it's just i think the thing that they want to focus on right now and the reason for this specifically is to work on his mic skills i agree and 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 i think so far that's been a very helpful opportunity for him yes Absolutely. Like they're developing who he is and his identity and his ability to actually deliver. Yeah. And and Dan actually makes a really good point. MJF has to win, but the way the promos are going, you kind of expect a Pillman win. But this is how you make MJF such a bastard heel. That's right. And and another good shit all over everyone's hearts and expectations. And Carney Joseph talking about Pillman and MJF feuding for a little bit in MLW. I like that because they do get to bring that chemistry that they started to have in MLW to a much larger scale. And that's the thing. So I think this is a quick, safe thing, again, to help both people get to where they're going on like on this program. Right. They know that the match is going to be good because they've had they've worked together and they've had experience, but they want to work on on Pillman's mic stuff. You want to talk about huge match feel. You've got FTR with Tully Blanchard taking on Sting and Darby Allen. Sting is going to wrestle at Arthur Ashe. I'm going to see Sting wrestle for the first time. Since I was, I don't think I've ever seen Sting wrestle. Unlikely you would have, unless you're going to random TNA tapings. Unless I, well, I mean, unless I went to a, a WCW show in '99. Yeah, I don't think I did. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to jog my memory. Have I seen Sting wrestle? Either way, uh, this is cool. This is going to be really exciting to see. FTR, I, I assume they've. I, who wins this match? Like, what do we do here? Both teams have an opportunity. To be to elevate themselves like Darby was more for a singles push. FTR yeah, kind of yeah. needs to bring themselves back. Yeah, up I was about to say Evan just said it. Division. Sting's there to take the pin. I think. Like I don't think so. You don't think so? They might like. I mean, they might just let them win. The big crowd pop. Tully gets hurt somehow. Because <laughs> that, that's been the whole story. It's been Tully calling out Sting. Yeah. 
So Sting takes out Tully. Does that mean that Sting gets rolled up or some stupid shit? Finish? That's the I thing. I could that. see that. Ha- uh, I could see it happen. Or maybe. I mean, listen. If Sting's going to take the pinfall loss, he also has to take the big rig. Yeah. So Ooh. that's. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's a thing. No, yeah, that's fair. Shit, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I like I, that. I, I like I, not knowing. It's good. So do I. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of ways in which this would make sense for either team winning because there's there are stakes for both teams winning. I just don't. Darby Allen is is currently floundering, floundering, and I use that term lightly. Lightly, <laughs> I okay. use it in the in the way of like yeah, yeah. there's no title for him. Yeah, they're just he's, he's in a holding pattern for now. Yeah, they're they're building him in that. They're building him, but they're building him slowly. Yeah. So it's yeah. not a bad thing. He's just, he's he's waiting for that next thing after the CM Punk uh, story. Yeah. Cody Rhodes takes on Malachi Black. I I, I don't care. That's the thing. I like I, I, Malachi has been doing great work, honestly. It's just I was much more interested in the other matches he's had with, you know, the Nightmare people. And I felt like the Dustin one was a little bit of a letdown for me. I expected a lot more out of it. I don't expect much from this. I mean, we've already seen it, and I hate, I hate the teased retirement shtick. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is yeah. put the the fire back in Cody, and I was like, the fire never left. <laughs> I again, I don't know why they decided to bring him back this past week, Cody. Uh, I don't know what that was about. I just think that Cody's going to win the match, and that, yeah, and I, he I, really I, shouldn't. <laughs> like that's the thing; he doesn't need to win it. There's no point in him winning, other than him going for the title, which I don't want to see. And he's supposed to not. <laughs> like, what do you do? I mean, Malachi Black can stay in the Cody verse for another few months, which would suck. <laughs> but the idea being that they do this one more time at Full Gear in November. And they put Cody's career on the line or something like that. That's the thing. And that would make the retirement tease reasonable to me because I, like we talked about it. I thought he delivered it with a lot of earnestness to the point where I was almost sold the ticket on it. But I don't know. And like it makes sense. I think he should <laughs> not like no, I don't want to force him to retire or anything. It's just like I don't see. I, I think he's got a lot to focus on and he's doing a good job as an EVP. So. Just don't tell Adam Cole. Uh, he, he, he'll he find out who the actual EVPs are in the company. Yeah. Uh, Black, uh, like I said, I think the thing with Black is his first loss will come when that face paint, that corpse paint that he's slowly working on gets all the way to either half or full <laughs> face. I'm serious. I'm dead serious here. He's he, He's got that corpse paint and every week a little bit more goes along his face. Is that his deep storytelling? Is that how he tells deep stories? That Through seems a, to be a, his a face paint clock. That's face that's paint. AEW and face paint is like, that's the way. That's some real bad writer shit. <laughs> like, but whatever. <laughs> He's good at wrestling. Oh, that's fine. That's all I care about. He can, he can throw those kicks really well now. Let's move on. We just talked about the promo, the face to face. Dr. Britt Baker takes on Ruby Soho for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, yeah, this this is going to be an excellent match. These two are going to work super duper hard. I don't see a world where Ruby Soho wins. I don't know about you. Yeah, no. Well, I'm glad no. we have this cock. I don't think she's there yet anyway. Like, I, I think she'll get there, but not yet. And I think Britt, I'm more interested in keeping champ right now. Do you do maybe a, a hot shot? Maybe Ruby can win and then Britt wins it back 
a month later at full gear, but she has to get into the title contention somehow. Yeah, I, I, I think that's doable in this case. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Then Brit's a two chime champ or whatever. So, yeah, it's just it. Uh, there's no way that I that I see Brit dropping the title right now. No, I, I don't think that's the right move. Uh, let's go. Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryanson, that Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson. It's non-title. It is most likely going to be the main event. I see Evans hot take saying, I think they open with Omega and Danielson with no commercials and they main event Brit and Ruby. I don't think they're going to go that way. I think they know very well that Omega and Brian is the match is the main event. I think if they open with anything, it'll be FTR Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah, I think that's more of an open. But I don't know. They 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 play with that sometimes, and it depends how they have the whole thing structured, right? Because you also got the possibility of a hot match opening Rampage. I can't remember what's if there's anything booked for Rampage specifically. Oh, there is. There's two hours of Rampage. There's a lot of good shit. Rampage. Again, it's a seven-hour show. (laughs) Uh, So Kenny and Brian, we talked about it earlier when we were kind of talking about uh, Dynamite. What do we do? Do we have Brian lose his debut match somehow and we bring back Hangman from this? Does Kenny lose another match on TV? What do we do? What can we do with this? I don't know. Like, I really don't. It's It'd be weird to see either guy lose here. Um, I don't think Brian is would be super opposed to losing his debut. Um, similar conversation we had with CM Punk, where I think like he's like he's confident enough in himself, how over he is, and like all of you know his ability to rebuild. That I don't I don't think it's absolutely the worst thing in the world if he loses his debut, and that could be a whole story plot point that they might have in mind, but. I don't know, um, but to have him beat Kenny and to have Hangman come back immediately after that, I don't, I don't like that because it, it, it doesn't make Hangman look as good as he possibly could. If they're going to build yeah. him to be a big star, and we need more time, I think, to build to that. Like you'll get a month of of after, but it just doesn't make a ton of sense. Like he lost that title match; it's still fresh in memory, or that not the title, the um, opportunity match. So, uh, a couple of people here, we got sports and things saying, give him thirty minutes. Uh, Dan thinks that Hangman returns. What do we got? Uh, if Ruby and Britt main event, Ruby has to win the title. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah well, you yeah. got to do something to to finish that that night off strong. Uh, Evan's talking about a time limit draw. I think that's a that's a very yeah. It could work. Yeah. Other people agree in there. Um, I don't like it though. I don't I, like it because a time limit. I don't draw like it, on but it's their, it's their biggest show on TV. Phys- like it is physically the largest crowd they've got. And you do a time limit draw, you got to do something to end that show. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe something else big happens. You want to main event Rhodes and Black? No, 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 no. I'm saying maybe there's something else that we don't know about that ends this show or ruins that match. Like they don't do a ton of screw finishes. So maybe something happens. TK has said they don't do DKs very often and they could very soon. Exactly. Uh, because, they, I, well, I, yeah, like they, it's, do, it's something you can keep in your back pocket as long as you don't abuse it. It's. It's a tool. You can do DQ, bring back Hangman. I do think that the play here becomes Hangman comes back. I don't, I and I can see Brian losing the match. Yeah, me too. I really because I think that he again he has all of the 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 capital here that to to rebuild easily. There's no big yeah. deal. It's not the end of the world. He's Kenny Omega. He's the best in the world. 
And again, like Hangman after a time limit draw, I think the crowd will be so spent reacting from a time limit draw. They'll be, I, I think mostly fans would just boo a time limit draw. Yeah. More than anything. Not because their, their upper limit too is also 60 minutes when they, when they say, you know, they're, they're completely kayfabe time limits um, yeah. for title matches is 60 minutes. And like, yeah, and this isn't a title know. match. This no, is a, this well. is a non-title. So it's, I guess 30 or if they main event, they'll say TV time remaining. Yeah. So I, I just, uh, a DQ being better than a time limit draw. Honestly, if it's going to bring people it back just, and it's, it's going to super cut, duper great. depends how it is, like what it is. Like it's got to We're not just saying that necessarily. Yeah. So. so that is Dynamite Grand Slam. Let's transition yeah. over to Rampage, which will happen. Rampage Grand Slam. Rampage. And they, are, they actually are calling it Rampage Grand Slam. God damn it. <laughs> A two hour Rampage live. Not live, but taped live for yeah, me because I'll be there. Uh, we're going to have Super Click. That's Adam Cole, Bay Bay and the Young Bucks taking on Christian Cage. Jungle Boy Luchasaurus as Jurassic Express. That's so many six, people. It's a six man tag. It's a trios match. Uh, what do you do? Wait, you wait, 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 wait. Christian Cage. Oh, and, yeah, and the two from Jungle Jurassic. Boy and Luchasaurus. Sorry, I'm just, yeah. No Marco Stunt because Marco Stunt is afraid. Isn't a wrestler. Because uh, <laughs> Marco Stunt is a minor. Uh, what do you do? Super Click gets the win? Yeah. <laughs> well, then. All right. I mean, Cage pinning one of the Young Bucks wouldn't be so bad. Or, or No, they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Adam doesn't have. Yeah, the young bucks are on the slide. So yeah, Adam Cole versus uh, Christian Cage for the Impact title. <laughs> Can't Impact just do its own thing with its own wrestlers? Did you see last night? Uh, yeah. Well, no, no. I read uh, Josh Alexander versus Christian Cage. Option C was exercised. Yeah. So what's going to happen? Cage versus. Alexander at Bound for Glory in October, which I'm excited about. Two Canadian yeah, boys. That going sounds at like a good match. And on top of that, that means the X Division title is going to be vacated and therefore vied for by other people in Impact. Time for Willie yeah. Mac to hold that X title again. Yeah, give it to, <laughs> give it to Big Willie Mac. Uh, yeah. But anyway, Adam Cole versus Christian Cage is a cool one-on-one -on -one match. I don't know what you do with it though. Yeah. So just make it uh, fine. Yeah. Put it on Super Dynamite. Click Super click at the win. That's that's where I am. Uh, that'll I, I think that'll open up the show. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does seem like a good open. On Rampage, thank God, it's Jericho Hager versus Men of the Year. Again, we talked about this. Men of the Year have to win this one. They do. They really need to, or they need to go away, which is mean because I like them both. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, they just, they need that win. Men they of the Year do. need and that. And Jericho doesn't, and screw Hager. It's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, for the first time in seven years on television, it's CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs with Taz and maybe with Hook. I need Punk to be super scared of Hook. Come on. Come on. You you know you want it. Yeah. It would be funny. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want no trouble, Mr. Hook. I don't want no trouble. I mean, it would be really weird. It's weird to go Hobbs than Hook. I don't see CM Punk and Hook actually wrestling in this. We could. It's weird to go Hobbs and then Hook. Like Hobbs is enormous. Uh, I don't see it happening for real, but that would be funny. Like, what if Taz chokes out CM Punk at the end? Oh, that sounds awesome. I, I love mean, that. Ta the Taz, Taz mission. Like, 
Throw like the Taz a, mission on him, please. It's like a height discrepancy of like jump. Like foot. Taz can jump. jump. He can hop a little, sir. <laughs> Make it Taz sound like he's four eleven. Yeah. What? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you hop, grab his neck, pull him back. Taz mission. As long as Taz is on the call when the, they do the Ruby Soho match, so that he can sing the Ruby Soho theme. Yeah, I can't do Taz at all, but yeah. Hey, destination. I'm not going to do this. Hey, destination. <sighs> anyway. Rancid. Ah, oh, Tim Armstrong. Oh, so many bastards. Lars. Lars Anderson. Lars Fredrickson. Lars whatever. <sighs> Suzuki Goon. Mox and Kingston. It's a lights out match. What does that mean? Unsanctioned? It's basically unsanctioned. Anything goes. I think that's now going to be the main event of the show. Yeah, that sounds... They're going to beat the shit great. out of each other. Yeah, there's going to be so much blood. <laughs> there, there will be There's so just going to be blood. so much blood. This is the match where you bring Nick Gage in to beat up John Moxley. Blood consultant. <laughs> blood consultant Nick Gage. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? He's just like, hey, I'm here to make sure you're bleeding enough. Uh, <laughs> Let me cut you a up a little. Cover. <laughs> <laughs> It's midnight on the East Coast. This is fine. <laughs> Brett, Brett, get over here. Is, is he bleeding enough? How's Eddie? Get look? some get some actual fucking glass. That's right. No sugar glass. Dude, My he God. shot hard on that one. Let me tell you. PCW. Anyway. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see. I, maybe. Who knows? I would love to see Nick Gage show up at the tail end of this show. Just for the silliness of like the show being so big that everyone will be so tired, but so wired. (laughs) We're all going to be like, oh shit, it's Nick Gage and he's going to make people bleed. Yes, he will. will. All right. And then the eight man, we talked about it earlier in the night. Lucha Bros take on, sorry, Lucha Bros and Santana Ortiz. They're going to take on Hardy Family Office. That is Private Party and Butcher and Blade. First of all, it's not going to be Hardy Family Rampage, but like there's two matches that are Hardy Family Rampage. That's just every week now. Uh, it's fine with me. Uh, we can rebrand it Hardy Family Rampage. They bought the show. He has as many employees as he does kids, so it's just it makes sense. He likes he likes a big group. Oh no, people are people are pointing out the Gage's beef with Mox and Suzuki, and they're going to do Gage and Suzuki. I, I I even <laughs> saw that announcement. It's very funny. I had forgotten, and I knew yeah. that shit. That's <laughs> wonderful. That's good stuff. Yeah, they put all the New York boys into that eight man tag with uh, Lucha Bros P and P versus uh, Hardy Family Office. Great, very yeah. excited for that match. Very, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be high flying. Listen, Private Party are going to absolutely tear it up. Butcher and Blade are going to knock the shit out of people. And then Santana and Ortiz are going to get the pin. Yeah. Got to do it. Got to do it. They they have to be the ones to win that match. They have to. They have to. Like Roman Reigns wearing the chest protector. He has to. He has to. For some friends who are watching and get that joke. Finally, match number six on Rampage Grand Slam. Oh my God, there's more. (laughs) This is the last one. Anna Jay is going to take on Penelope Ford. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Penelope Ford. Uh, Because again, Hardy family rampage. Again, but how will we elevate Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy further? Who cares? (laughs) Good point. (laughs) That's like a side story now. Yeah, even though they're shaving people over it. You know know what he does? He's going to... Orange Cassidy comes out and he's going to try and cut either Butcher or... 
uh, Mark Quinn's hair. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Blade. And I was like, um. but, no problem there. <laughs> it's like, fine. You just do me a favor, bud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Bunny. He's going to be like, oh, you got a nice bob here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you man. Look she'd crazy. look even crazier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So that's it. That's it. Anna J and Penelope Ford. That's the last match announced for Rampage. Uh, I, I want Penelope Ford to win. I know yeah, Anna Jay's going to win. But I, want, uh, I, want I don't know. Win. I feel like they're trying to build both of them simultaneously. So I want and you they- to build with us. Mm. That's what I want. Mm. So go ahead. Toss us a thumbs up here. Tell your friends about us. Share the link around. Maybe leave a comment on the video if you're watching us live after the fact, whatever it is, and subscribe to the channel. It's going to build us. It's going to help us get more of this weird wrestling comedic BS that we do every single week. If you're listening to us audio forum, drop a five-star review. That goes a long way, gets us in people's ears and our Discord. There's a link in the video description. It's free for now. Come and join us. Tim, where can the kids find you on the internet? Uh, at Tim Stone P, T-I-M-B-S-T-O-N-E-P on both Twitter and Instagram. I changed it, so it's now it's now on Instagram. Go follow Tim on Instagram. The show is at Tim and Joel Pod. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Next week, I don't know when we will try to find time to do a show. Obviously, I'll be in New York from Wednesday to Friday. We'll definitely do a Sunday show. Maybe we'll do it in the middle of the week show, and I'll show up and we'll do something. Maybe. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll let you know. How's that? Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy your wrestling and enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next time. <laughs>